I'm Christy Hemingway, host of Ed Curation, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for episode 29? Let's do it. Okay, we'll we'll get going. I might start with a little bit of like, hey, what's been going on in your life? Or what are you doing? What time time is it? Let me see. Okay, 12.08. Okay. So try to get done by one, right? Yeah. See if we can do this in an hour. (laughs) Okay. All right, here we go. Welcome to episode 29. The uh, title, the working title of this right now is Five Things We Learned from Teaching Last Year. And today I'm here, of course, as usual, with my good friends, Jen and Sharon. And Sharon, yeah. And so um, what are the big, what are the big things you're trying to accomplish this summer now that we're done with that hellish last school year? (laughs) <laughs> and it was hell. I, I, at least for yes, me, it, it was. was. It was so much hell that it pushed me into calling it quits. Yes, Anne has retired. I'm officially. Woo! I'm officially lucky. <laughs> I'm officially lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. It's I'm on the other side now. It's weird. I'll let you know. It's like being dead and then coming back and being you know visiting you as a ghost. We'll see. It's like born again into born again into life. I don't know. Uh, watch. Anne's going to be like all those other retired people. We're going to see her in a couple months. And she's going to be like Benjamin Buttons, reverse age. I she's going to look all young. <laughs> I love, that's exactly. what it is. It's totally worth it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I don't know. It is. That's exactly what happens. Last night, yeah. I had a ba- I had a school dream, believe it or not. I dreamt it was like, oh, the, God, I dreamt it was the first dream. day that's of school. I dreamt it was the first day of school. Oh, and I was trying to go from all my classrooms and they were all full of hellish kids. And it, it the the visual was like post-apocalyptic. You know, the sky was gray and dingy and the school looked like a prison. <laughs> it was like bad. Watching Stranger Things was, over there. I did watch Stranger Things. I did too. Yeah, Maybe that's was, why. I don't know if I did... No, I've been watching a lot of, what did we watch? Oh, we were watching Animal Kingdom uh, episode or mm. season five. I think I had a lot of that in there anyway, but I am retired. So it's going to give me an opportunity to do more things, uh, hopefully with our podcast. Um, so mm-hmm. we hopefully we'll get back to our normal twice a month. That's our goal. We'll see what happens. Yippee! Yeah. Cause I can, I can <laughs> edit now without having to grade papers on the side. You know, I have to say, like, this summer has been, uh, like, I mean, even though there's been really shitty things that have happened, it's still been a really great summer for me. And the reason Mm -hmm. that I say that is because it was like two weeks after school and I was like already relaxed. Yeah. Nice. It takes a month for me to get relaxed. You know, and then like we're talking about doing this, uh, this podcast. And then all of a sudden I'm like having all these work thoughts. <laughs> oh, shoot. Like, oh, that's not good. I don't like to hear that. <laughs> this should be fun. This should not be like, work. I don't want to think about, I don't want to 
to think about work. And now all I can do is think about work. Like, oh, I want to do this. And I want to do that. And I want to get this done. And, I want to do, and I'm just like, okay, just, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Well, and our building isn't open until August anyway. So my yeah. whole goal was then July, just not just doing any work. Shit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'll just like force you for like a couple of hours a month to set that aside. If we could, that'd be great. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> Sharon's shaking her head, like, just be quiet. So. <laughs> like, just, like, like, once it's there, it just doesn't leave your head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's true. So, it's like okay. a disease. But you know what, how I thought of it? Instead of like getting all wigged out about, oh, I'm thinking about school, but there it goes. I'm not thinking about school, but um, I am thinking about getting to see you guys. And that was exciting for me to get to mm-hmm. see you. And it kind of gives us an excuse to hang out too. So well, um, anyway, I ordered my wall calendar for school and my teacher plan book. And <laughs> I know it was fun. You know, it's so funny. I was in, I was in target and I was buying a gift for something and I'm walking down the aisles and I passed the school supply aisle and I'm like, Oh, never mind. I guess I can walk. That. That's like all the school back to school things. It's just a weird, completely different set, you know, mindset. It's not going to hit you until I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. Then you guys will have absolutely no time for me and I'll be sad. Yeah. But you'll have a job and be making tons of money. We'll see. I am looking for a job. So anybody out there who wants to hire somebody who has 36 years of teaching experience and And would like not to teach though. No, no, I want to (laughs) No, my real goal. What I'd ultimately love to work with is somebody or some group that's into education disruption. Somebody that wants to reorganize the way public education is that's what I'd really love to be involved with those so, kinds of things. Yeah. So you can that by teaching teachers. Well, I, Upcoming. I'd love to be, do that, but unfortunately so many universities, if you want to teach there, even as an adjunct, they want PhDs and I'm a master's. Mm. And I, that's one of these jobs. Isn't that funny? It's because I have all this experience that maybe a lot of those PhDs don't, they like, Oh, we were in the classroom for five years. And now right. I'm going to teach you how to teach. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. So I feel like PhD this, you yeah. know, fuck yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a lot of, what does that do? I know a lot of philosophy or I know the background. I'll tell you what's the, what it doesn't do. Give you more money on your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot. That's for sure. Not anymore. No. It's only a certain level. That that's right. And, and as a teacher, it doesn't. You're just at the same level as somebody has a master's. Mm-hmm. Doesn't go any higher than that. Yep. You know, our lovely principal friend, Heather, just her PhD. I know. I saw that. Yeah, Dr. Heather. Her. She's been on our show. She's a friend. She's a friend of the pod. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Well, today we're kind of reflecting. I, I know it's, it seems like so many teachers I've talked to, um, even articles I've read have talked about how last year was just awful in so many ways for so many people. And that there was a lot of teachers that are like, forget it, I'm out. Um, and they're not retiring. They're just like out. They're done. Done. Yeah. They're doing, Plan B. Mm-hmm, they're looking for something else. So um, being that we hung in there through it and uh, we haven't hung up our teacher hats yet, there are some things that we now realize. And maybe maybe there are things that already really existed anyway, but we're bringing them to the forefront now. It just really hit us in the face. So here are some things that um, the three of us talked about that we felt were things that kind of really stuck out this year. Um, and to get to get started, this is number one, remote learning fucked up most students. 
Yes. Uh, you know, so I, sure. I think, well, here's why I think just, just to go back to the times when we were remote um, and actually teaching at home or from home, I think it, it really messed up the kids who were alone, like whose parents said, get up, go turn on your screen. I have to go to work. Yeah. Because a lot of those kids, they just, they did nothing. It's totally checked out. They mm, black screens, yeah. they muted themselves. They never participated. They went back to sleep. A lot of them did. I made a lot of parent phone calls where, is your child okay? Can you call them? And then mm-hmm. I get a call when oh, they fell asleep, you know, yeah, so yeah. a lot of that and no participation, I think. And so when they returned, they had a lot of really bad habits. Yes. They bad did. habits. Yes. Oh my God. Like, can they sit in a seat? <laughs> nope. They cannot sit in seats anymore. I had to take out all my alternative seating in my classroom because the kids on my beanbags or futons were like, like wet noodles, just like sprawled out everywhere. I was like, you still got to look like at the board or look at me when I'm talking or, you know, participate in your group. No, yeah, it was think, like, I think I'd rather look at their black little icons on a screen than look at them with their, <laughs> with their head laying on the lab table with their mask on going and drooling on the desk. It was, I, there was, I know they were so um, checked out. They wouldn't sit up in their seats. Um, they didn't know that a lot of them, because they had spent literally a whole year and a half out of school, they wouldn't ask for help, raise their hand. They didn't want to talk in class. They yeah, um, no time. they were so used to being hidden that now being back in a group was a little hard for them, I think. And they wanted to remain as anonymous as possible um, for a lot of kids. Sure. And then I think there were a lot of kids who maybe were the social butterflies that maybe even acted out more when they got back because now mm-hmm. they had, you know, they had the audience right there in front of them. But um, a lot of the kids just where they were checked out at home and they were still checked out when they they came back to school but i think that's true like the ones who were like looking for the attendance class counts like they did it more and more because yeah, it was they like, went above and like, beyond yeah get this attention again from my peers and it was just mm-hmm. like ridiculous right and of course mm-hmm. i had like some class i was like I'm going to kill you all. It's so bad. But I mean, I know that for some kids coming back was traumatic. And they, they, I think Mm -hmm. there were some kids who did better at remote learning because for sure they're super shy or they got bullied a lot when they're at school and being remote offered them an opportunity to shine more. And so when they came back, it was even worse for them a lot of them had really a lot of withdrawal issues i think i had i I had a handful of students that that applied to that by january they weren't there they just couldn't hang and they went on yeah a lot of them dropped off yes for sure that's true a lot of kids they just left attendance was horrible this year yeah that's true i we had one kid and we shared this kid this kid came to school i think six days the whole entire year you know i'm talking about and it was like, hello. And then the one day that she did come to school, I'm all, are you new? Who are you? She's like, I've been in this class since I first asked her. I'm all, uh, no, you haven't. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. That was crazy. And then and that student would show up, be there one day sitting in the back of the class. And I'd go back to, to yeah. try to work with them. And they, 
you know, were polite and everything. And then the next day they were gone. And yeah, that was for it. like another two months. Yeah, yeah it was insane. That, you're right. That affected a lot of kids were on our rosters, never got dropped, but never came to school, never reached out, never, never did anything remote, never turned any homework in. And then not a single thing. And then at the end of the school year, we had to give them grades. That was really weird. Mm -hmm. You know, I got transferred to my class in the middle of the year and I knew who it was because I had him in junior high and Uh never once came to class. And I'm like, the contacting the counselors and like, no, just give him a grade. I'm like, but he's never been here. No, you still need to give. Yeah, him a I have nothing to grade. <laughs> right. I, I, this mm-hmm. year I felt like I'm just going to give you enough. There was no effort at all. I mean, mm-hmm. there was no effort at all. Even the parents never reached out. I mean, we posted stuff on Google Classroom. The kids all had access to it. Um, and then so many times though, did you did you ever get this the same thing too with parents? saying, you never told me my child was failing. <laughs> I did not get, I, you no. know, you, you yes, should have, you should have told me my child was failing. This is news to me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, really? But, yeah. We have <laughs> some of that. So I don't know, <laughs> but, um, anyway, I think, so that I think was not, not beneficial to, to kids. Um, I also got this quote from, this was off ed, ed week, education week. Um, and it said, one thing we learned is that tech is not the future of personalized learning, human contact and attention are. And I thought mm-hmm. that pretty much sums up remote learning. <laughs> Which brings us, I think, to lesson <laughs> learned number two. <laughs> Cell phones, social media, and crack. Is there really a difference no, between the three? No, no there's no <laughs> difference they all affect the brain the same way they're all addictive they are so addicted to their phones that was probably one of the major conflicts we had in classrooms was kids Mm -hmm. not being able to put their cell phone away we asked them to put it into their backpack and turn it off and most of the kids you would have thought we were cutting off their hand you know it had to be like on and close to them where they could look at it at any moment um, and I, a lot of parents were texting kids all day long yes. during class. I'm all like, day. put your phone on. Well, it's my mom. I'm like, tell your mom. I said you're in class and she can contact you later or call the office. If she really needs to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And they, then the, so the kids felt obligated and I'm sure they were texting each other between in classes and stuff. Between, oh, for sure. You know, what did you guys do with the cell phones? Like, like what, what, what was it that you would do if they had it out? Well, okay. There's, oh, there are so many stupid mixed messages this year, um, from, mm. with the kids. So what I would do is I would just go, I, it's like, I, it could totally take over your whole class if you wanted to get into an argument with a kid. Um, so I would just say, could you take that out and put it in your backpack or put it away? And most of the kids would, I had some issues with kids who, who wouldn't, um, do it. You'd think I was trying to take a bottle away from a drunk, you know, right. It's like their yeah. cell phone. So, um, I had a couple bigger issues with earbuds. Earbuds. Yeah. Jesus. 
And the girls with the hair, they could hide them pretty good. Right. You know? Right. And then, and then if you ask them to move their hair, you're like picking on them because, you know, if or they what about don't the Apple if, watch, the, the Apple oh, watch is too. One. so bad. Yeah. Apple watch during testing. Oh my God. Well, didn't you have issues, Sharon? Didn't you say the kids were like air dropping answers to each other? During oh, the test? I was like, oh, hey, that's yeah, actually yeah, kind yeah. of smart. That wasn't, that wasn't my class, but it was a, it was oh. another teacher class and she wasn't there. And so the students were all air dropping answers to their final exam to each other. But you, because, because a person in my room was getting the airdrop notifications and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. How do you deal with that issue? at all I have no idea so so our school had like all of these you know here's what you do the first time here's what you do the second time right Mm -hmm. and I tried that at the beginning of the year and it was such a fucking pain in the ass Mm -hmm. that I finally Mm -hmm. decided I was just going to do my own thing and all I would do is I would just take the phone and keep it on my desktop for the period and that's what I I did yeah and then yeah. I would give it back. They and would then, have an absolute conniption if they thought you weren't going to give it back. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the period, yeah. you can have it back. Because right now, you can't even get anything done because yeah. you're so obsessed with this stupid phone right now. Yeah. If you're going to argue with me, then I will send it to student services. Now, we have two things yeah. you can do here. You can follow my rules, and we're going to get along fine. And here you go. You have it back at the end of the period. Or if you're going to be a problem with me, and you're going to argue with me, that's a completely different situation. Then I'm going to send it down to discipline because I don't have time mm-hmm. to argue with you. But yeah. I have older kids, so they... Same thing, though. I did the yeah. same thing, and it worked. As long as they knew they were going to get it back, I didn't usually have too big of right. an issue. I had a couple issues, but... Well, yeah. then I had this... I had this... Oh, my God. I had this girl, and I took her phone away from her, like, almost every single fucking day. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to discipline if you have it out again. And we had it out again, so I sent it to discipline. And then the next day... Her girlfriend sitting right there has her phone out. And I'm like, give me your phone. I'm going to send it discipline. And she's like, but, but why? I go, you were sitting right here when I took her phone yesterday and sent it to discipline. Mm-hmm. And I told you guys both. And that's what's going to happen. And she goes, but there's no one to pick my phone at discipline. And I go, well, I'm pretty sure if it's your first offense, you know, you just pick it up at the end of the day. Oh, but I've had it taken away in other classes. And I'm like, oh, well, sorry. Well, well there you go. No problem. She goes, Jesus. She goes, but my mom, my mom's out of town. And I'm like, okay, well, who's taking care of you? Well, my grandma, but she won't come get it. And I go, well, here you go. I have a phone. You can use my phone, call your mom, see what she says, figure out a solution, but I'm taking your phone to discipline. Yeah. Right. So I take your phone to discipline. I call her mom. I'm like, by the way, are you out of town? No. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, no. Like, I'm like, okay, well, this is what she told me. And she goes, oh, well, she was just saying that so she could get her phone back. I mm-hmm. realized that. That's why I'm, I'm yeah. telling you. But nothing, nothing from the mom. Like, oh, you know, she's like, okay, I'll just talk to her. <laughs> I was like, okay, you do yeah. that. A big thing this year at our school was we had, oh my gosh, I've never seen so much violence. These kids oh just wanted God. to beat the fuck out of each other. Yes. Every day, all day. So and bad. it all started, started. 99.9% of it was all social media. TikTok. Based. It's they it would start. Yeah. At home, they'd bring it to school and then they want to fuck each other up. I mean, there were some days where I was like, am I in a zombie apocalypse? We would have to completely shut down the school, right? Shut the gates, zone them in different spots of the school. They're trying to fucking climb the gates to get to each other. I'm all, what the hell is happening? Right. This is in 
I've never seen anything like it. And it was all social media based. And what about all those stupid TikToks? Destroy the bathroom, yeah. assault the teacher week. Yeah. They all did it. Yep. Like, I don't even understand that. Like, just the amount of influence that social media had on these kids this year. I was like, this is, this is scary. Because they spent a year and a half behind doing it all day long. Yeah. The, lang- I know. the foul language, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. they don't understand that those words are bad because they hear them everywhere all day. You know? yeah. And so I have to give them the lecture like, OK, if you want to swear and that's OK, you can do that. But there's a place and a time for it. I said, you don't hear your teachers in class. Well, most of them anyway, um, you know, saying foul <laughs> language and swearing in class because we know it's inappropriate and there's a place and a time for it. And having to have that lecture with them, they just look at you like, what are you talking about? So yeah. that, I, that just boggled my mind. The yeah, bad language. And you all know that like to swear like a fucking sailor. It's no, it, yeah. I mean, it's no secret. We all but, but, but there is nothing that comes out of my mouth in that classroom. No, I, I never have slip ups at school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you can control that. Right. hundred percent. It's ridiculous. Those TikTok challenges, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but that just increased my stress so much mm. that it just, it made it, it, it was such a huge distraction for me. And I'm not even, I don't even use fucking TikTok, but just because all those challenges were put out there and, you know, the principal's sending out notices, well, this is the thing, oh, they're sending gosh, notices yes. home if your kid participates, you know, I'm getting them, yeah. I'm getting them from, from my kid's school, I'm getting it from our school, and I'm just like, fuck yeah someone's like gonna someone's going to hit me <laughs> right like, was, yeah. hit a teacher day was, or hit a teacher day yeah, right? I was terrified about that yeah 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 oh well what about all of like the threats on so we had you know shooting threats yep. and bomb threats coming through social media that you know wow you know now we've got to get the police involved this is a whole fucking cluster over here because now this you know, and all the emails have to go out and blah, 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 blah. And it would happen at the school next door. It came to us. What happened at the high school? Come to us. It was like, oh, my gosh. Like it was it was it was it was overwhelming this year with all of the social media bullshit that that came through the pipe. It was crazy. You know, it's almost like Pandora's box, right? The box is open. I don't know what you, you can't close it. I don't know how you how you deal with that, except at the beginning of the school year, you have some kind of like super strict cell phone policy that you come down with a hammer on to begin with, you know, and then it would get better when they realize you're going to be serious about it. But we sent so many mixed messages. You can have your phone out here, but you can't have it out here. Some teachers would take it. Other teachers wouldn't. Some people, you know, that when they came onto campus, they had their phones out and some people would tell them put away, others wouldn't. So, you know, I get it where, where the kids would get like, well, it's okay. And at the same time, it's just so ubiquitous in everyday life anymore that I think you need to just teach kids more how to use it appropriately when you're in certain situations. Yeah, it's like extremely like losing battle for you to tell them. To yes, hundred okay percent. I didn't have any cell phone issues these last couple of years until this year when the rule was no cell phones. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's when I started having fucking problems because you teach, if you teach your kids to use them responsibly, you know, it's, I don't know. 
I, I didn't have as many problems as this year. And then some of us like to use this, have them have access to the cell phones for certain things in class. Yeah. If you use QR codes or stuff like that, mm -hmm. you, you need or that. Or even if they're yeah. doing a research report, for example, on breast cancer, if they're using the school computers, they can't find anything to research because yeah, they have the word breast in blocked. it and it's blocked yeah. with gaggle. Kids came back from remote learning obsessed with their phones. Oh my. Mm -hmm. To a level that mm -hmm. I've never seen. I was at school, so I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with the whole phone thing. So like at the beginning of school, I didn't really come out and say, here are my rules, you know, because I really wasn't sure what it was going to be like and what I wanted to do. And so I was like, you know, cell phones, as long as they're not a problem, it's, you know, I didn't do anything about it, but I didn't tell them that. But then like third day of school, I'm like, okay, I'm making no cell phone rule because every single kid is on their cell phone. And I just, yeah. and I just made no cell phones. Absolutely not. You cannot have them. And, uh, and then I even made it, they can't have them after a test. I have coloring books and I have, I have word puzzles and I have dot to dots and I have all these activities that they can do that are on paper and they can't use uh their chromebook or their phone and it was kind of cool to see kids and what they drew and and you know had a whole bunch of artwork hung up in my room so i, I don't know I, I would love it if you could figure out a way to get phones out of the schools um but i don't know how you can do that so yeah, anybody out there in uh, tv land has, uh, well, I mean, podcast land has ideas about that. What are you guys doing at your schools? My God, I'd love to know. So that was number two. And now we're on to number three, the undressed code. Undressed code. Oh, get about dress code. Is the undressed Dress code. No, it's undressed code. Undressed, undressed, because I can literally wear a bra and put a hoodie on and when I get in the classroom I can take my hoodie off and I'm wearing a bra with sweatpants <laughs> that I've tied in the back no pajama box. yeah pajama pajamas yeah. these kids were so used to being at school online in their pajamas now they're coming to school in their freaking pajamas it's like what the heck like the the fact that that the principal had to come on so many times and say Pajamas are not permitted on campus. It's ridiculous. Well, it's ridiculous. who's not going to walk out the door like that? <laughs> I mean, well, okay. I so I know that some parents are already at work, whatever, but still, you know, but yeah. here's what happened at our campus. Anne. Come on, Ann. Don't you remember in high school when you would walk out the door in one thing and then you had your outfit in the, in your backpack? Well, yeah, that was in my backpack, but it wasn't my pajamas. And then you went to the bathroom <laughs> and you changed, and that's what you wore at school. Or put your makeup on. <laughs> nope, that was not me. Not me. No, I never, I did not wear makeup, and I did not wear my pajamas, or everything I wore to school was very appropriate, because that's the way uh, I was in my household. I never did any of that. I know you guys did, so that's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Goody Two Shoes. Yeah. Remember, my, my middle name is Wet Blanket, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, then we must be. I don't know what our middle names are sharing oh, shit because I did that shit. Yeah. yeah well, mm -hmm. I know. So, but the problem we had at our school, I think, was they decided to say things like, "Well, let's let's not be real strict with the kids. They're they're, they're very yeah. socially emotionally disturbed, and they've been off, and we need to let it kind of go and let it be gentle." Yeah, we were told straight out, dress code is not something we are going to we were focus too. on this year. We were told the same yeah. thing. 
We're, Wrong. we're not handling ah. dress code. Do not send anyone for dress code. Yeah, that was a yeah. big mistake because the the kids <laughs> during the school year they got very, especially the, the girls. I'm sorry, we're picking on girls, but it was like less and less clothing as the year oh went on. Oh my gosh, I was like, I'm I was embarrassed. Like I can't even look at you. Like your boobs are flying out of your shirt, and your stomachs popped out, and your this is junior high too. These are 12 year olds, 12 and 13 year olds. Yeah, 12, like little... 13 year olds. I'm like, holy shit. Like, what are you advertising? Yeah. You know, it was as some of these, okay. I've gone trying to find pairs of jeans that don't have holes that have been intentionally put in them at the store. So hard, so hard to find jeans that don't have holes in them, but. Well, it's a style. It's cute. But when your hole is like showing the bottom of your chonies, there's a problem. <laughs> there were some kids who were literally the entire front of their pants were gone, yep. except yep. across the knee. And then the entire bottom half of their pants were gone. So basically they were wearing like back chaps. <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> I think one of the other things that I really hate even more now are hoodies. Hoodies, yes. Unabombers. Our school's filled with freaking Unabombers. Oh you got the hoodie on and the mask on? Like, who are you? Like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst. And then they would come in with the hoodies on, like you said. I had some kids whose hair covered their eyes. Oh, and yeah. then they had their hoodie on and a mask. And it was like, I I have no idea who you are. They look like a, like a fucking mop coming out of a fucking, I don't even know. It, yeah. Like their whole face, like all the way down to like their nose, that bushy hair. Cause you know, COVID, I get it. COVID hair don't care. Nobody cut their hair and shit. But now they're back to school. I'm like, how can you even see me? I could see you. I'm like, well, I can't see you. So I don't <laughs> right. know how that so, two way street works. I, and I hated yeah. when they said, don't you know who I am? No, no. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Let yeah. me close my eyes and hear your voice. Maybe I can identify you then, you know, but, yeah, um, exactly. and it was so funny because the mask became an issue as well. I mean, I understand that a lot of kids, even after the mask mandates were lifted, I, I understand a lot of kids had issues at home. They had people that were sensitive or they yeah. themselves had risk yeah, yeah. issues. I, I get it. And so I'm, I'm not judging that way, but the, there were definitely kids who had, didn't have any of those issues, but they continued to wear a mask because they did not, their basic reason was they did not want people to see them. Yeah. They didn't want people to see their face and they would freak out. They would come to me. Do you have a mask? I'm like, no, we don't. We, they don't give us masks to give out. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Can I go ask some other teacher for a mask? No. If you're going to wear a mask, bring it from home. Like we don't they have would, masks. They would pull their anymore. shirts up. They over would their freak face. out. Yeah. 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 Be completely oh. weirded out about being able to see their face. We had that. Problem. Well, I gave your school mask all year long. I gave them till the, till the very last day. They wanted a mask. I gave but where'd mask. you get them from? You would buy them yourself. Um, I gave them some of mine or I, we got a Yeah. They stopped the office, we, stopped supplying us with masks. No, they shouldn't have because it was, it was still they required. Did. They should, I still got some from, uh, the office and I just asked about it. And I said, so what do I do if kids still want masks? Like, are we still providing them? And she said, yes, just don't advertise. So I just went and got oh, them no. from my desk, but, um, but I wore a mask all the way till the end of the day, end of school, end of the school year. Yeah, I but you were doing it for different time. reasons. You had different, you had mm -hmm. reasons. Yeah. You have family members that have uh, issues yeah, with but, that. You but, know? If, but if they want to wear it because they don't want to be seen, so what? Who cares? I know, but my, my point is that's what's happened to them. They weren't, they yeah. weren't like that before COVID. 
Mm-hmm. Right. They would go to school and have their face exposed. You, you know, and and I don't mean this in a in any sort of negative cultural way, but sometimes when um, you know people talk about women in the Middle East and what they wear, and it's like, well, aren't you uncomfortable on that? Well, think about that. Now that we've worn a mask all year, these kids are uncomfortable with off. Just like women from the Middle East, they they want to not all of them, but some of them they want they're comfortable be with it covered yeah. because it's a it's a comfort to them that is how they're used to being seen and that mask saved my ass so many times because under my brother would be like motherfucker but they can't read my lips because i got a mask on i liked it for cosmetic <laughs> i liked it for cosmetic reasons because you didn't have to wear lipstick which i have a hard time wearing because I, I never stays on me and you couldn't see all my wrinkles around my mouth i like that part um, but, but I couldn't hate it teaching in it. I didn't mind that. You know what I hated about the mask is when it was mandated and how you had, uh, for me, had to keep telling them, put it up over your nose, put your mask, mask, mask put your mask, can you cover your nose, please? The mask needs to be over on your face. It has to cover your mouth and your nose. And every single period, I would say that multiple, multiple times. Oh, multiple so times. And it was usually the same kids. I'm like, come on, really? I just asked you. Well, what's funny about that, where the kids who continue to wear a mask were just wearing them like on their chin. Some of them were wearing it too, so that you couldn't see that they were eating. Yeah, or chewing gum. Or talking, talking to the person next to them. That was a big thing. I was like this, oh, because like we, you know, it'd be like testing. Uh, do you have a mask? No, I don't have a mask. So you can be talking to the person next to you now. <laughs> right, that was another one. So I don't know mm-hmm. dress code or the undress code. I think that was that's going to be an interesting issue to see how you guys all deal with that at the beginning of next year. Um, yeah, making sure that mm-hmm. you have some standards set in place for that. Well, right we off have the bat, all new admin again. <laughs> oh God! Oh high God! God. All all new admin again. We have Jeez. five new administrators. <laughs> Oh my God. That turnaround there it's awful. is horrible. It's awful. Jesus. Oh well, it, you know, let's just hope that ad, admin consults with teachers when they make these policies, because we're the ones that in, ultimately end up having to enforce them. Mm. And, um, and we have to deal, we are the ones that see it and deal with it on a daily basis, not so much the admin. So let's just hope that admin is uh, willing to listen and deal, talk to teachers about how things like should be handled. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go on to number four. A big push this year was social <sighs> emotional learning. And we feel that so it is not in our job description. Not right. in our job description. Man. No. Scratch it. It was ugly. Let me just say that. It was. Yeah. The, uh, you were so not trained for that. It is not okay for them to so not or these, like not trained these, at all. Yeah, these scripted lessons and expect us to be like, oh yeah, we guess. It, it was bad because we had actually we, they really carved bad. out, they took time away from instruction to stick in, I think it was 40, was it 38 minutes of social emotional learning minutes. once a week? Um once yeah, a week. we had it. It was pulling teeth. It was bad. And so you, you're dealing, first of all, you're dealing with a group of kids who haven't been interacting with other kids for a year and a half face to face. And we are supposed to make them all of a sudden feel like they can express their deepest, darkest feelings in a group. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's, 
<laughs> that, that does not. <laughs> she's laughing. It's so ridiculous. I mean, that doesn't. It's true. They sat there. We we like do the little scripted lessons. And how do you feel, Johnny? And it was like crickets. And then then <laughs> then I would I would share as yeah. a teacher. I would share. Here's how I felt. How about you? Anybody relate to that? Chirp 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 chirp. Nope. There's nothing. It was awful. And the kids would tell you straight out. Uh, we had a specific name for that. You know, period block that we did every i hate blah 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 blah. they were putting on social media blah 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 blah. time sucks ass <laughs> <laughs> they were putting on the instagram they would put on the instagram how much they hated that block of time every wednesday <laughs> and i would be like i agree <laughs> they were having social emotional learning issues from social emotional learning that's what they're having yeah it's so bad oh my god you know? and our school they would try and do it with a zoom and have everybody on a zoom at the same time with someone oh, presenting that's so personal that helps yeah, yeah you can't, you know, you can't. and well in our time that we had changed throughout the year and mm-hmm. um and we're keeping it for next year which i don't think you guys are but we're keeping ours no, but during not. our time yeah during our time we also did earthquake drills you know any any um any full school <laughs> that needs to happen social emotional earthquake drills <laughs> it's just, it's, but it's also it's also a study hall so because basically it's a study hall and during study hall during the year we're going to use that study hall time for anything that needs to happen school wide so it's not taking away from instruction well that part that makes sense that part i think almost like a homeroom um, i think jen and i are our social emotional learning time morphed into game time yeah it did and we had so much fun and the kids, and the kids <laughs> really liked it too because hell yeah i taught them things like one time we played bunko and the kids were i mean it was so simple right but they were rolling dice and yeah, not gambling but they're rolling. it sounds like they're gambling but that's not they were rolling dice but and playing the game and talking to each other yes we would do uno tournaments so fun yeah we did a lot of a uh, lot of games too and card games and uno and solitaire and then oh yeah and here's a cool thing so we also have rallies during that time <laughs> but yeah. one rally all year <laughs> like at the end and so you don't actually have to go to the rally if you have kids that don't want to go so i had like five kids that didn't want to go to the rally so we stayed in and played uno <laughs> right yeah that's really what the kids need they needed time to interact in a positive way because yes, they weren't getting they weren't way. getting that positive interaction time on at lunch yeah yeah that's a great time that was like that was like let's settle disputes at lunch yeah at lunch is lunch was time to fight at our school yeah here's the interesting thing about lunch too right so the second half of the year I don't think I ever had lunch by myself there were always kids in my room yeah they need they love that that was us all year with ASB some of them just wanted to come hide out because it was too crazy yep. out on the yard. Every single on the day. yard and the prison yard. Yeah, <laughs> it's I true. Think both, I think, and I think yeah. that relationship being um, it was more personal, and that probably did more to help them with their social emotional development and yeah. recovery mm-hmm. because they had somebody. You know, it's more personal. You were talking to them. It wasn't that you're trying to drive some kind of concept about how to be yeah. how to deal with bullying or something down their throat how to express themselves yeah 
you know, that's not what they needed. They needed to learn how to talk to each other in positive ways. And I think that helped more. Yeah, Um, it was, it was one time I looked up and it was so cool. I had this girl who just likes to be by herself and read. mm -hmm. I had a couple of my LGBTQ kids, you know, that come in. And then I have this Mm -hmm. couple of this, like, heterosexual couple that always came in like almost every single day I had this other quirky kid that was there and then I had another kid that like never came in he came in with his girlfriend and they're all sitting there and I'm looking around the room and I'm not really interacting with all of them but it's just Mm -hmm. for them you know they just have a place to so I'm looking around the room going this makes my heart feel good yeah yeah all these different kids there don't have anything in common with each other really you know and they're all cool with each other they're all just sitting and doing their own thing and and feeling comfortable and that yeah that was that's huge yeah, that that was, was one of my that's best. what that whole time should have been just let kids kind of mm-hmm. in a in a protected environment you know ha- be themselves and get to talk again um yeah. i think i think people who needed social emotional help were teachers <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Well, and then, uh, you know, part of that piece was a big, we were responsible for doing like these anti-suicide lessons. And it was like, what the fuck? I am not trained yeah. to, I might make a kid do something they don't want to do because I might fuck this up. Yeah, there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Jesus, there's no way in don't hell. Don't put that responsibility on yeah. me. That's not, that is not part of my job. I am not trained Mm-mm. for that kind of that's how a lot of teachers know, felt about that whole like thing a, i'm not doing that again that's like for a professional counselor nope. or something oh my god we yeah. give the kids a place to opt out for that and you know what that's me i'm gonna opt out for that you you are not making me teach that i am not gonna teach it it yeah. puts me in such a downer and such a bad place in my own headspace that i can't do it mm. right and i they did Those- i know they had a lot of things our, our district I don't know if you want to call this tried, but they would have after school workshops you could sign up for that they were, they had yoga. Um, but I mean, seriously, after a day, who wants to go yeah, sign up I'm for not, a wellness workshop? You no, know, no. Um, I don't, I, we have, I felt like I worked more last year than ever. And I'm sure it was a lot of it was just emotionally draining. Yes. Yeah. That's four. Let's move on. Five. Five. Don't diss the discipline. (laughs) No diss in the discipline. That one fell into the same category as dress code. Oh, we have to be gentle. We have to be gentle with these children. (laughs) They're, they're coming back from a very traumatic experience of being home all day in their bedrooms on their phones, <laughs> on their video games. Yeah. yeah. So we have to be gentle with them. Oh yeah. Well, God. be gentle with me then motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly weren't being gentle to us. I think that's part of what led to a lot of the fighting on our campuses or the kids didn't have any real strict guidelines of what to follow. Yeah. And they got, it was like a little like, Oh, Johnny, you know, that's really not how we want to behave here on campus. Now go back to class. Here's some chips and a soda to make you feel better. (laughs) You know, we had so many kids that were just huge disruptors. So I think 
one thing I think you you should do on campus is if you're going to have a discipline policy, that has to be nailed down Number right the first one. week of school. Yeah. No exceptions, nothing. And it might be hard at first, and you're going to get a lot of people breaking it. But as soon as those kids and parents realize that, oh, this is serious. This is serious. It'll back yes. off. But if you let it, if you let stuff slide, oh, not this time. Okay, next time. It can't be that way. Because so, then- so yes. how can we get that to happen when we have limited staff? Because those problems are going to be so huge at the beginning of the year yeah. when you've got mm-hmm. all of this other shit going on. So how can we do that with the staff that we have? Like, do we, do we just like go, okay, the first month of school, like everybody gets overtime and this is how we're going to deal with it. Come help. Maybe uh, yeah, that, you know what they ended up doing on our campus. I think campus it's per site. Yeah. It's per site. They, you know. At our campus discipline was so bad that they took paraeducators out of their jobs mm-hmm. to monitor mm-hmm. hallways, do lunch, duty. New, become new needs. Lunch yeah. Duties. And they yes. were so upset by that it was so awful because I mean, that then, has to be against our contract. I don't, I don't know, but they were, they did it. They got paid for it and yeah, um, they paid for yeah, it. They pay, got paid for it. And, um, but, but a lot of the, them complained because it was destroying their relationship with their students, right? With the kids, you know, because yeah. then now they're in a different role. And so that was, that wasn't good. Um, but I, 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 it just has to be swift and consistent Yeah, consistency the key. right at the beginning. And that's why I think um, at the beginning of the school year, uh, who's ever in charge of discipline or making the discipline rules, that's got to be something that everyone in the school buys into and it's not a non-negotiable. So that's why I think if you're going to do that, you really need teachers on um, the committee or whoever is going to do that because we're the ones that ultimately have to enforce it. And it ultimately is going to interrupt our instruction in our classes if we are having to enforce it or if we're having to, you know, um, stop something to deal with a kid, you know, so I don't know. It's, it's bad. You know, with so, well, maybe we should just take the admin from the district office and distribute them through. That's a good idea. Schools for the first couple of weeks to help with the paperwork. Yeah, because there's going to be a lot. <laughs> I think there needs to be messaging sent home over the summer too. That's like, here's what's going to happen. So it's not a surprise. You know, yeah. And, Here are the rules. Right, something that that you can know that parents have seen. Um, I don't know if you have something they sign when the kids signs up for school. A lot of them sign those papers; they never look at them. You know? Yeah, because I know we've done like promises with technology. I will not do this. And the next thing you know, their kids putting dick folders on there, and the parents are like, "Well, I didn't know they couldn't do that." <laughs> dick pics. You know, so I don't know, but they have to. They have to have something right in place because it got bad and then then Mm -hmm. you're trying to backpedal right and uh, oh okay so we we used to do that now we're not going to do that anymore now we're going to do this and then the kids are like i don't know what to do and then and then that puts me at ultimately you're on your own so yeah you you know basically at the beginning of the year last year i know that was so fucked up for so many reasons and remember our principal walked out that first week so (laughs) we we had a whole bunch of shit going on you know and so that first month first semester was total shit show um but anyway that's where I kind of came up with ultimately you're on your own and so I get that there's school rules but I'm enforcing what I can and punishing what I punishing you know correcting uh (laughs) reteaching nice euphemism 
yeah, whatever, however you want to put it, you know, with the kids in my class and then, um, you know, what they do outside, I honestly never looked into. Honestly, like, I mean, I would look in our Aries, our computer system and see some events and stuff. And I would log some stuff in there, but I rarely, the first semester, I don't think I even left my room. When it was passing period, I'd be outside my door, but I wouldn't go outside. I wouldn't do, because it was just, it was a shit show. And I didn't want to get caught in the middle of it. From getting from A to B, you would have to put out a fire somewhere. And then you're taken away from your lunch because now you're, you know, having to walk a kid to the office because of fight or just, oh, that was God, a whatever. big problem. I think at our school, which was another thing I felt really tore. I mean, our, I've, I've been at our school or I was at our school for 36 mm-hmm. years and that school always had really strong staff, really yep. strong, you know, staff parties, everything. And this year in particular, I felt more distanced from people than ever. Yeah. Um, nobody would go to lunch in the lounge. Well, N- nope. Nobody wanted to deal with the shit that happened just to get there. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't want to leave their classroom. That's right. That's right. And as much as I would try to encourage people to do it, it didn't, obviously I wasn't a strong me myself personally, apparently was not a strong enough pull for somebody to have lunch with me. So (laughs) stop, stop. (laughs) There were a few people that showed up all the time that were regulars and I, I, you know, just to get out of my classroom and go to another place and sit and talk with other teachers was a joy. Yeah, I but you didn't have to that. go through the quad. I didn't. You're right. But I, I mean, I understand that. But at the same time, I really think, and maybe it's just because I've been there so long, like, what are they going to do? Fire me? I really feel like if, <laughs> I was, you know, if I was walking through campus and I saw a fight going down, I just walk faster. I mean, I already have, <laughs> I already have a hip replacement. I'm not getting involved in that. So I would just, I would just keep walking. That's what I would do. I would, and I might go, there's a, there's a fight over there. Somebody call, go to the office. You know, I might do that and just keep walking. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't understand why more people didn't do that. Cause I feel like it's not my job. That part is, I, that's my duty free lunch. I do not have to duty. Yeah. I do not have to duty with your fights. So, well, and then we had to deal with our luncheons, lunches being shortened a lot because right. there was so much fucking <laughs> oh, chaos God. or a fucking, they did. somebody got jumped or a big mob. They would make a, everybody back to class, back to class. I, I can't even count how many times this last year, like that announcement <laughs> would come, go, everybody go to class lunches. Over. <laughs> we, we would oh, go up, shit. we'd go up for camp off campus when we had our, our, our <laughs> prep would fall at the same time as our, our lunch. And we'd have like an hour and a half for lunch. And we'd go off campus and I always thought to myself, what if there's like, go back to class. But then I was like, oh, never mind, My preps last next or something like that. Yeah. But it was yeah, still it was like, only safe oh to do God, prep scary. Was Anyways. So folks, there you go. Those are our five major things that we picked up on over this last school year that really drove us crazy. And hopefully we'll be better next year. You guys, you'll have <laughs> to let me know because I'm going to get it through the grapevine. Because you have to come back. No, I am not substituting. Nope. 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 You know, I have to say, though, the number one thing I learned this year, the absolute number one thing I learned this year is do not turn the water on to fill up a 600 gallon fish tank and not set a timer without a timer. (laughs) Oh, sure. Let me tell you, did it just like overflow into your classroom? Yes. What did you do? into the back room. It was everywhere. Oh, shit. And I was lucky that I went back because I was staying for a, um, an awards assembly. 
And so I went off and did something. And then I came back as soon as I walked in the room and stepped, I was like, because I went over to the junior high for, for some time between, between work and the uh, assembly. And I walked in the back. I'm like, fuck, fuck, oh my God. And then I had to like sweep that out. Luckily I have a drain in the floor. So I sweeped all, swept all that into the drain. Then I had to, then I had to pull out water from the fish tank because it had like these little, um, these little PVC, like vent things and, and the water was leaking from there. So this fish tank that is, you know, bigger than a king size bed. And I had to take out Where like is five this? inches of water. Were, were there fish in there? Oh yeah. The fish didn't end up like floating out onto the floor. Yeah. No, luckily the oh fish tank God. had like, here's the edge of the fish tank. It had a lip around the edges of it. Right. So the fish didn't float out the water yeah i'm like we're free splat on the floor oh my oh. god can you imagine these are like 12 inches long fish what are they're, they what kind of the, fish um what are they called the carp the the koi are you raising them for like oh you're gonna eat the them koi. the koi no Ew. no <laughs> oh my god no, no all no. right that but was i hit that and didn't tell anybody now it's out in the world <laughs> no damage done right there's no no issues now right i just cleaned it up oh my gosh anyway so there you go folks don't uh set a timer if you're filling a fish tank yeah that's the number one thing learned and then of course think about um how you're going to approach this next year when it comes to technology um how you're going to deal with phones what are you going to do about dress code how are you going to deal with social emotional learning issues and discipline. Those are the kinds of things that I think we all need to be thinking about before we get back into our classrooms. Although I'm not saying think about it now because yeah, okay, it's summer. Now I'm not fucking stressed out. <laughs> okay, that's it. We're done. All right. Don't forget to check us out online, rate and review us because it does help us get more listeners, which we're still looking for listeners. And we are part of the education podcast network now. So check out Woo-hoo! all the cool shows on that network as well. Yeah. Um, and um, rate and review us because on Apple or Stitcher or wherever it is that you download your fine audio listening projects. And uh, also go visit us at transparencyandteaching.com, our website, which now that I'm retired, I'm hoping I will actually make it better. Um, add to it, <laughs> work on it. <laughs> Do something now that I'm not grading papers and writing curriculum and doing that kind of thing. Hopefully, all right. Anyways, have a great day, you guys. We'll talk hopefully in another couple of weeks. Bye. 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 We forgot our bye together. Bye. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you.